The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They don't reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, lighten the fuck up. Enjoy. Now, Crown Vic. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Very Poorly Made Police Memes Podcast. How'd you guys like my little warning label? You know, I don't want somebody to burn themselves on a uh, cup of podcast, so I don't want anybody to get hurt, so I thought I should put that in. I don't know. We'll see if I keep it or not. However, before we really get going, I want to give special thanks to Donut Defender Gear, who are making this podcast possible today. Do you need some custom gear? Are you looking for challenge goings, patches, pins, or stickers? Trust Donut Defender Gear to help you design and manufacture your next project. They are a small LEO-owned business helping first responders create gear to promote morale, fundraising, and more. Contact Donut Defender Gear on Instagram at donut underscore defender underscore gear to get started. And don't forget to give them a follow. Which reminds me, I had a friend send me a message Hey, who should I use to get some shit made? I'm going to send her a message because I know some fellows now. All right, second thing we got to get to before we get to the uh, meat, or shall I say potatoes, of the podcast. I talked about the next round for the giveaway. I'm going to make it on the podcast for now. We'll see how it goes. But very, very simple. You've got a buddy you work with. They do a good job. You think they deserve something. doesn't have to be anything crazy. Send me an email, poorly made police memes at gmail.com so poorly made police memes at gmail.com subject line contest and then in the message just say hey i've got a partner they're badass and this is why and they potentially could win not everybody's gonna win i'm gonna do my best to get to everybody we'll just we'll have to see how it goes so if, if i don't get to you it's kind of at random so don't you know it's nothing personal if you were in the last round and you didn't win Go ahead and send me another email, and uh, we'll try and get everybody in there. Last but not least, I mentioned on uh, the last podcast I want to do something as far as bumper music goes. And between the intro and the uh, the meat of the podcast, there's kind of this weird, it's not really a good segue. So here's what we're going to do to fix that shit. LEO bands, so a band that has a LEO member in it, fucking hit me up and we'll get you on here. The first band that we're going to have on here is Weekend Picnic. And I've been talking to their lead singer for a long time. He's a good fucking dude. They're uh, an up-and-coming band. Their shit's starting to hit the radio. And you can find them on you know the streaming services. And they got the, the Instagram and the Facebook and all that shit for the kids. So here's a little bio about the band. Weekend Picnic's lead singer is a deputy sheriff out in the Midwest. He said Weekend Picnic reached out to him and... Uh, to audition at the perfect time, giving him the greatest way to pursue his passion. I don't know why I said it that way. Pursue his passion at the same time, finding a healthy outlet to deal with some of the tragic things we see and experience in policing. So without further ado, here's a little snippet of Weekend Picnic and their song, Suffer the Silence. What have I done to bring me to
they're pretty good. All right, the moment you have all been waiting for. I got to come up with a new uh, opening. I think this one sucks. But anyway, uh, our good <laughs> friend, he's from Idaho. He is our little spuddy buddy. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm good, man. I am. Uh, I'm good. I am uh, drinking liquor from a bottle. It's normal. Always a good time. Yeah. You know, lots of healthy things going on right now. All right. So, Spuddy Buddy, tell me a little bit about yourself as far as uh, your law enforcement career. I am not your typical cop that's like, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I had a hard on for pushing a cruiser and all that stuff, which, you know, I'm sure kind of strikes some strings with you considering that your dad was a cop, you know, but, um, you know, I never had that idea in, in mind. And then I just kind of went to college and went on a ride along and just fell in love with it, man. I mean, it, it was everything that I was looking for in a profession where you go to work every day. It's never boring. Um, you know, just in, in the aspect that you never know what's going to happen. So I, I'm young in my career still. So I still have that, that hope that, you know, I'm not burnt out and I go to work every day trying to get into something. So I'm the local shit magnet for our department, but you know, I've only got about two and a half years on the road and then a year in the jail. So I'm glad to see that you have that little twinkle in your eye. So before we really get going, what we have to do is figure out a couple important things right now. Are you drinking? Of course. Yeah. All right. What are you drinking today, man? So my normal drink of choice is out of stock in my local liquor cabinet, vis-a-vis my kitchen. Uh, so I'm drinking some Huckleberry vodka. Okay. It's actually not bad. All right. I've never heard of it. I, I like Huckleberry and vodka. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't flow together. It's not what I would, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I think Huckleberry, I would think like whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. It kind of seems like it would fit with that. Maybe that's something that, uh, you know, some major whiskey brand will run with soon, but yeah, whiskey or whiskey, uh, Huckleberry seem to be an Idaho thing for some reason. Um, and then obviously, you know, the potato mashed vodka. So, all right. So what is your normal drink? Jack and Coke. That's, that's my go-to. That's a simple yet elegant. All right. Yep. So what I've got going today, I have, so obviously we know that, uh, the pickle Dick whiskey is a no more. I finally finished it. Rest in, peace. Rest in peace. Well, it's, uh, it's going to live with us down here in the sex dungeon. It will have a place down here. So I, uh, one of the messages I got, the guy was like, Hey man, since you did that, you need to just try obscure whiskeys and just make that a thing. And I was like, all right, I can do that. So I, uh, I sent a text message to my wife before she came home and I said, Hey, if you're stopping at the store, grab me some fucking random ass whiskey. Okay. So oh man, my friend just texted me. Are you busy right now? I am fucking busy right now. And I know you listen. And you're going to know right at this moment, you almost fucked my podcast. I'm busy. I'll text you later. Anyway, um, I am drinking Jim Beam Apple. Okay. Which what, just like straight or. Oh, yeah. I'm drinking it from the bottle because oh, uh, yeah. why? Why waste a glass? Why? You know, <laughs> I really care about the environment. And if I if I pour it into a glass, then I have to, you know, wash the glass and waste water and um yeah, gotta save yeah it's reducing the carbon footprint yeah that's what i'm absolutely doing that was my purpose in this so obviously it's not like some obscure thing but it's what i got uh and i'm definitely not complaining because it's actually not too bad i was a little apprehensive but i can just sip on it and it's not it's pretty good so yeah. I, uh, is it cold or is it warm 
No, it's warm. I, uh, it's, all right. I mean, should it be cold? I don't know. I don't. I mean, I feel like it would be better cold, but I mean, hey, you know. Health. Health. Yeah. It's almost a little too apple-y. Like, it's almost too, like, the apple over the... Oh, yeah. Like, all right. So here's a weird thing. Whenever people say Jim Beam, it kind of sounds like Jim Bean. Like, Mr. Bean? Um, <laughs> sorry. That was, that was rough. Or am I just making, is that something I made up in my, in my head? I don't know. I, I think maybe that's something that you just associate with that for some obscure Weird. reason. But Weird. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I, wanna, we'll I was curious that. if that was just me, but I guess it's just me. <laughs> now, the other thing I'm drinking, and this is a reference to another podcast, is I don't remember which podcast it was. I want to say it was the fourth one with the fella that was in the D.C. area. We were talking about different types of beer. And Stella came up, and I, I'd never had it before. So live on air, live. It's it's pre-recorded, and it's coming out four days later. I'm gonna try yeah. it. Yeah, it's. Uh... Dude, this tastes like shit. People isn't it like, like a, this? I, is it? Isn't it? Isn't that like a cider? No, man. It's just a. It's, it's a Stella fancy beer. premium beer. It's supposed to be like fancy beer. <laughs> And it doesn't taste premium? No, it fucking tastes like piss. Wow. Imagine that. Another marketing scam. Well, this guy, this guy fucking lied to me. He said it was good. <laughs> oh, it's supposed to be like the champagne of beers. Well, that just that okay. If, listen, if you're a beer drinker, I mean that that should turn you away right away. I mean, that's Ugh. champagne. Champagne. Well, now when I heard the champagne of beers. I thought, like, when I think of champagne, like, I never think about how bad champagne tastes. I always think about champagne as being, like, good <laughs> or, like, a, the luxury. So I thought, like, a luxurious beer. Yeah. You know? It tastes like cat piss. <laughs> that fucking ruins my day, man. You motherfucker. But I'm a man. I'll finish it. Why? I don't know. But I will. All right. Let's help. So enough about me and my random liquor adventures here. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Uh, that's that. a good depth to it. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good taste. Uh, Tastes like macaroni and cheese. So this is one of those ones where I'm like, oh, I'll edit that out, and I don't. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you are a newer guy in up in Idaho. I guess yeah. where we'll start at. Tell me, do you work for a bigger agency or a little area agency? What kind of uh, agency do you work for? Um, I would say it's small, but in Idaho, I would say it's probably average. <laughs> That's the That's same thing I tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For my area, I'm great, okay? Mm. Yeah, but no, in all seriousness, though, in Idaho, I would say we're probably about average size, which we're, we're still pretty small, you know? I mean, we don't have... A giant agency but we do patrol a decent size so i mean you know a typical shift we have fuck dude these guys from like boise and that area are gonna like hear this and be like what this happens in idaho but a typical night we have you know around four people on that actually that's not honestly like a bad side agency i think that's a decent amount of cops for because yeah. i would just i don't know anything about idaho other than that's where <laughs> potatoes grow and we're gonna get into that oh hell yeah 
so I guess let me ask you this, because all I know about Idaho is I would think just like pretty much a bunch of rural small towns, like not, not, not anything crazy, but Boise is a decent sized city, right? Yeah. Yeah. Boise, <clears throat> Boise has got some good size to it. It's unfortunately a very liberal city. Um, like the police chief there, I, if, I'm, if I'm correct, used to be a police either admin or um, he, he was some form of brass in like Portland area. So that should tell you all you need to know about Boise. <laughs> mm. So Boise is not really part of Idaho anymore? No, no. I would say that Boise, most people stay away from as far as uh, most people that are you know, born and raised in Idaho. They go to Boise when they have to. Okay. Tell me about policing in, in Idaho. Is it very, is it still a pro-police state? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's very seldom a day where you're driving down the road in your patrol car. I mean, actually, there's there's very seldom a car that you pass that doesn't wave. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's to be honest, it's it's almost uncomfortable how pro law enforcement it is, because you always have to deal with that guy when you walk in. And when I say that guy, everyone knows like that guy that's like he just has to be your best friend. And he's like, listen, we appreciate you so much. And thank you for your service. I'm like, I don't. Thank you for making this awkward for both of us, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it is, it's nice to know that, you know, while we do have the shit, I mean, in Idaho, it's, it's like old school policing to me from what I've heard is if people don't like you, you're not doing your job. Um, the people that typically don't like you are the people that have a reason not to like you. And it's because they're shit bags. But for the most part, the general public here appreciates what we do and they're extremely supportive. Okay. Is that, and I don't know if you would have any knowledge on that, but is that the case in Boise too? I mean, are the police supported there or no? So I would say it's still more than other states, but a lot less than the rest of the state. Okay. okay. I, I know like a lot of rural towns where they look at BPD, Boise Police Department, and they think it's a joke just because of the fact that it's Boise and they have, I mean, you know, that's the place in Idaho where they don't have the pursuit, you know, no pursuit policy. They have you know, these ridiculous type of rumors that you hear coming out of Boise where, you know, you can't arrest somebody without confirming something through your sergeant first. Like, it just doesn't seem like it's Idaho, but the rest of the state, super pro. We're good. That's cool. I, I wanted to throw something in and I'm a little late throwing it in, but I was blown away. So I, you know, it's been documented. I, I was a cop in Colorado and then I came out and I'm living in the Midwest in a secret underground sex lair dungeon, but the people out here towards law enforcement, I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy. You know, out here, if there's a cop on the side of the road that has somebody pulled over, people will fucking pull into the wrong lane of traffic to get over for that cop. In yep. Denver, the Springs, Fort Collins, I mean, really a lot of places in, in Colorado, fucking cops get hit by cars all the fucking time because people don't slow down, move over and shit. And it was in a place where they, you know, there's so much room, they still gave up, got over and fucking gave them room. And I know that's a yeah. small thing, but that is a fucking huge thing. And it oh, just yeah. shows you the people I hate to say it, but you big city fucks are assholes for the most part. And you know, the, the people out in the country have fucking more respect for people. So yeah, I'm, I would almost say it's more of like an over caring aspect for people that are from a small town or, you know, just a rural place in general. I mean, it's, to be honest, the chances of, and I, I mean, like, I don't live where I work because, you know, obviously, but it's, 
one of those things where you could be driving down the road um, in, a, in a town you grew up. I did it myself, you know, where the yeah. town that I grew up, you drive down the road and the guy that you're driving by, I mean, that that's somebody you went to church with, somebody that, you know, you knew them from high school. It's your, your friend's older brother. It's, you know, it's, it's always somebody that you know somehow. So yeah, you kind of, in a small town, you really grow up thinking the whole mindset of like, yeah, it's a small world. If you say something to somebody, it's going to get back to you. And it's the same way with how you treat people, especially law enforcement, because most of the time, and I know that there's like a lot of, of stuff, you know, with small town police departments where they're like, you know, these guys are the most racist or the most, dude, it's, it's so backwards. It's not even funny when it comes to those types of comments, but like small town police departments and, and, and sheriff's office, they have the best people working for them, in my opinion, just from what I've seen personally. And, you know, that's obviously some bias because I work for one, but we have the time in our calls that I can break away from something and go help a dude change a tire. You know, I can go to a church service while I'm in, in service. You know, there's a lot of things that we can do that help our community. And I think that's why we kind of have that good connection with our community here, just because we're just everyday people. You know, we just have a job that we have to do. I think cops kind of in big cities kind of get that bad rap of, you know, the stormtrooper fucking type attitude on shit. And don't get me wrong. I mean, there's those dudes for sure, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're bad dudes. I mean, if not to keep harping back on what my dad said in a podcast, but a lot of people have, and I get messages about it all the time, <laughs> just kind of your attitude on how you approach things. And I, you know, I come from a thought process of be nice to people, but have a plan to kill everybody in the room type of thing, which oh, sounds yeah. extreme, but I mean, it kind of is <laughs> what it is, but I, I digress. So it's very safe to say law enforcement is not dead in Idaho. Oh, no, man. The job is, is fully alive and well. I mean, to be honest, it's funny because like in, in places where you can't pursue vehicles, they'll probably hear this and think that it's crazy. But in our last pursuit, we had a guy that we had to stop and charge. I, I guess they didn't have to charge him, but this officer thought it was fitting where he was trying to stop the pursuit for us. Like just some random civilian saw we were chasing this car and he was driving reckless as hell trying to get this guy to stop. So that's that's our community <laughs> yeah he probably needs to get charged for that that's yeah i mean it's you know i understand what you're doing and i appreciate what you're doing but terrible execution man like <laughs> you're just you're putting more lives in danger now i've seen some crazy videos out of idaho and i think it, the one i'm thinking of i feel like was idaho into uh not missouri obviously into montana a pursuit and you know multiple agencies multiple states involved and just the number of weapons this guy had I, I can't remember everything to it but there are some pretty heavily armed folks up that way right that aren't oh, yeah. not exactly good friends or that like the police oh yeah you know like um the one that you're specifically thinking of i have a feeling it has to do with ammon bundy um i won't get into that because it's you know, it, it is what it is. But there was a, a gentleman that was being investigated by the FBI and a bunch of other agencies, and he ended up getting in a shootout. I believe it was ISP that ended up shooting him. But yeah, he. I mean, we have those radicalist groups that just like, I mean, for instance, in northern Idaho, there used to be a neo-Nazi camp. You know, I, I don't know if that's still something that's prevalent up there, but I know that it's things that unfortunately are in you know, tied with the history of Idaho, but I feel like no matter where you go, you're going to have your major groups, but here it seems like our major groups that don't like cops aren't necessarily gangbangers, but it's more or less the people that are like crazy constitutionalists and like the sovereign citizen type. 
And I would argue a lot of those folks are pretty fucking dangerous because some of them have actual weapons training. And when they shoot at you, they're not going to hold the gun sideways. And, and, you know, they know how to clear malfunctions and shit like that. So, you know, people that think, oh, yeah, cops in Idaho, they don't have any threats. Like they you guys have some pretty fucking hardcore threats, you know, some very armed. I don't know what it is. No, you're good. But I just wanted to get this thought out before it leaves my head. But I don't know what it is about like rural places, but mental disorders, like they, they are rampant. And if anybody wants to have a pucker factor, they should go watch this video that just came out. I mean, it's, it's, I believe it's either from late 2020 or early 2021, but this guy from garden city police department, which is just outside of Boise. Um, he's on a call domestic violence type deal, but it kind of seems like it's a nonchalant call. Like this guy kind of lost his shit, but you know, female obviously doesn't want to be a victim. You're going to go through the whole, like, Hey, listen, you can get a protection order on Monday type conversation. Well, as they're going to talk to him, they're pounding on the door. They give this guy some time to go, you know, rummaging through some shit. He ends up producing a pistol at the front door and points it directly at the cop's face and says, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, I saw, that. I saw that. I mean, dude, it's, it's pucker factor, like 9,000. That, that video, like, that can happen anywhere. I don't care who you are and where you live, what you think is going to happen where you live. Garden City is a small town, dude. I mean, that's granted. If you live in Idaho, you know, Garden City, it's it's a shithole, but at the same time, you never would have expected, you know, the people that have that mindset, you never would have expected that to come out of Idaho. Well, and, you know, we've said it before and we'll say it again. It doesn't matter where you work. Bad shit can happen to you. So be prepared. Oh, yeah. The number one thing that was drilled into our head in my academy was that when you're complacent, it kills. Just plain and simple. Yeah, complacency kills. It absolutely does. So Idaho, let's talk about, and I've done a shitty job at this in the past, but I'll try to get better at this. Idaho, as far as certifications go, stuff like that, is it a state academy, um, individual academies throughout the state, you know, community college type stuff? What do you guys have out there? So we have a mixture of it all. Um, The state requires, you know, a state mandated certification, which you can get through um, either a department or you can get through like a self-promotion through a college. So you can go through, I think... I don't even know how many colleges we have that do it now, but they're mostly community colleges. And you just kind of go through like a, I don't know, it's, it's a wimpy version of the police academy. Honestly, you don't have to live on campus. You don't have to go through all that crap, but you get the same training. Essentially, you, you watch the same slideshows and all that. But yeah, I mean, we have all three. So you can go to a department that requires like there's I know Boise, Meridian and Nampa, which is all in that Boise area. It's all within about 30, 40 minutes. Um, those are like our bigger agencies and they require a post certification and then their own academy. Okay. Okay. So what about lateraling to, if you have any knowledge on that, if we have some laterals that are like, ah, fuck my state, I'm going to go to Idaho. Is Idaho a pretty easy state to lateral and get your, you know, transfer your post over? Yeah. I, there's, um, trying to think there was a guy from one of my department, the, well, two years in, I've already worked for two departments. So. But what the last department I worked for, there was a guy that transferred from the C word state. And he said it was super simple, which I imagine California is pretty complex. But I would think that most states would be pretty complex compared to Idaho. So I feel like if, if you want to look into it, look into it. I feel like it's, it's fairly simple. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So another thing I wanted to hit before we get into all our questions and all that stuff is when we were talking back and forth. There's a case law out of Idaho that uh, you thought was uh, pretty interesting. You want to go over that? 
Yeah. Yep. So as any cop that's lived or worked in Idaho since 2019, um, we had this case come out called the Clark versus Idaho case or Clark decision, whatever you want to call it. Basically, the findings of that case was that the Idaho Supreme Court ruled that an officer cannot make a warrantless arrest on a person if a missed on. Let's see, let's word this correctly. A police officer cannot make a warrantless arrest on a misdemeanor crime that did not occur in their presence. So every single time I go to a domestic battery where this chick got punched in the stomach or something like that, and she's not pregnant, and she's sitting there looking at me like, well, can't you just take them? Like, can't you make them leave? Well, no, I can't make them leave because he lives here. That's a civil issue. And as far as the crime goes, I can give him a citation, which will piss him off even more, and then I'll leave. And when I come back, it'll probably be aggravated, so then I could take them. Wow. Yeah, it's, and I kind of think, and I, I think a lot of officers kind of fall under the same mindset where it seems like it was a really knee jerk decision by the state to kind of stay conservative, you know, in, in a sense where they're like, oh yeah, people's rights. But in reality, all it's done is made domestic violence situations way worse. DUIs have become rampant, which it's Idaho. I mean, we've had an issue with that for a long time anyways, but yeah. I mean, think of how many misdemeanor crimes. And in, 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 in Idaho, we have a lot of misdemeanor crimes that just seem like they shouldn't be. But, I mean, there's also states that have infractions that seem like they should be misdemeanors. So I guess we don't really have room to complain there. But Okay, so let's say you have a – and I, I don't know Idaho laws, obviously. So in Colorado, like you could have a, a DV that wasn't a felony that had injuries. Like you get there – and she says, Hey, I've, uh, you know, he, he hit me in the face and, you know, she's got a black eye or whatever, or scratches on her face. And he goes, yeah, I, I hear her. She said, whatever, even though it wasn't in your presence, you could not hook on that. Yeah, correct. And even though he's admitting to the crime, even then I, I can't hook him. That's fucking insane. Yeah. And it's, it's gotten to the point, too, where now officers have kind of started debating, like, what, what makes it aggravated? You know, is a black eye aggravated? Is a busted lip aggravated? What, you know, well, officers that were working five years ago, they're now taking arrests to jail for aggravated domestic battery, where before it would have just been a misdemeanor battery. Yeah, and not, so I know, like, in Colorado, aggravated had to deal with some other stuff as far as, like, SBI and, um, you know, weapons used and shit like that. Yeah, so in Idaho aggravated just it's you know great harm or permanent disfigurement or okay. likely to cause thereof so which leaves some interpretation you know what is great harm to you is that a busted lip is that a black eye you know it, it just leaves it open to interpretation interesting that is interesting yeah that sounds like some pretty bad case law but it, i mean it sounds like there's a workaround for it at least for the bad dvs yeah i mean so, so if is DVs uh, mandatory arrest though in Idaho? Is it like a, a law that conflicts kind of thing? Nope. Nope. Really? A domestic is not a mandatory arrest. Nope. It's so obviously you have officer discretion in Idaho. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you can show up on scene and just, you know, mutual combat clear. Like that's, you know, wow. That is like unheard to me. Cause we would have these DVs where it was very clearly mutual combat. Like it wasn't like somebody was picking on somebody. They were both fucking fighting. And sometimes you couldn't charge on them because you can't determine who the primary aggressor is. Right. Right. Um, exactly. And, and the way the law was written, but you know, there was a fucking shitload of articulating that where in Idaho, it's, it sounds like, fuck you. You guys were mutually fighting. Piss off. 
Wow. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where, to be honest, it's hard to look at it from even a domestic standpoint. I mean, why do we even have that discrepancy in our state code when it doesn't really, I mean, yeah, there's not really, the only thing in Idaho that I will say for domestic violences that's specific to them is attempted strangulation can only be by Idaho state code, by the way it reads, can only happen in a domestic relationship. So if you go and strangle some random dude, that's just aggravated battery. It's not attempted strangulation. That code is specific to domestic battery. Wow. I'm just, I'm blown away, man. It's very interesting. <laughs> this is, it's the wild west, man. It is. That's, that's fucking wild shit. So I did want to say before we moved on, as far as the, the misdemeanors in your presence, I felt like, and maybe we'll have somebody on it somewhere in the, fuck, I want to say West Virginia, but it might not be where a lot, like that was just kind of how they roll. Somebody calls in and says, Hey, this, this happened. The cops go out there, you know, make sure everything's safe. Hey, we didn't see it. You go do a sworn affidavit to the uh, to a magistrate, and they'll decide if there's PC. And the cops have like nothing to do with it. It's yeah. fucking wild. I hate that. I can, see, and that's my biggest thing is like I hate those cops that there's that gray area and they can't just make a fucking decision and they say we'll send it to the prosecutor and let them decide. Like, well, no, no, that's I mean that's how that's basically how the state wants them to do it. Wow. That's, yeah. See, that's more surprising to me than than our own state, you know, or my own state, I guess I should say. But yeah, that's surprising. But I mean, I would imagine there's some other state that has something similar just because there's no way they made an unprecedented decision to, to choose something like that. I mean, that's just in my mind, especially in, in a state like Idaho, where. You know, I mean, domestic violence is a fairly common crime. I mean, it happens everywhere, but it's Idaho, man. It's the Wild West. We have people drinking on a Monday night and beating their wife. And we're going to go as a state and say, ah, as long as it's not too bad, just don't arrest. You know, if it doesn't happen in your presence. I gotta be honest. Which is, I had you know, I had no idea there was any states left where DVs weren't mandatory. I mean, fuck. There's other states where, out of an intimate relationship, as a, you know, a roommate, you know, brothers, sisters, all kinds of shit is considered a DV mandatory arrest. So, the fact that Idaho's got nothing, I'd be curious as I go through these interviews of different people in different states, what they've got. Yeah, I mean, it's and that might just be one of those things where it's more conservative and, and, you know, constitutional way of thinking. Cause I mean, in a way it's like, you know, an officer is there to have their discretion, you know, and uh, there's not any two cases that are the same. So like you said, where you have those cases where it's obviously mutual combat, what good is it doing to arrest one or both of those parties and then create this big problem when in reality you can find another solution, you know what I mean? And granted, there are some situations that, the misdemeanor thing has kind of screwed us because you know, as soon as you leave, it's not going to get better. And as far as like a civil sense goes, you know, if both people have lived at this residence and they have their established residency, I can't force either of them to leave. And, and of course the girl is always like, well, I'm the victim. I shouldn't have to leave. It's like, well, do you want to live? Cause I can't force him to leave. And this is only a misdemeanor. So unfortunately that's what we have to explain to people. And it, it sucks, dude. I'm a big believer in the government not being overly involved in people's lives for sure. And I go back and forth on the mandatory arrest shit on DVs, but because I don't like when things are taken out of the officer's control. And then I think some people mistake, you know, don't maybe understand what PC is. And, and I can't really get into the specifics of it without talking about like a specific law, but for example, like I would have, I would, what I'll call a, a mutual fight on a DV type thing. And, the cop or a sergeant there is like, well, you have to arrest somebody. No, the law doesn't say I have to arrest somebody. The law says if there is PC, what's my PC, right? There, you know, 
I don't know what actually happened because I wasn't there. And I'm, yeah. a, and now this is going to go into the whole, um, not being able to make arrests on, on misdemeanors type thing, because you're not there now. PC is obviously it's not quite 50%. It's, it's, you know, it's this weird fucking thing. What is PC? What percent sure are we that this fucking thing happened? But you know, it's the facts and circumstances, you know, leading to believe the crime had occurred. Right. So yeah. PC is, is like a fucking fluid thing, but it's not perfect. And there's some of these calls where to me, like I look at a lot of fucking DVs and especially as I got, you know, not as a little further along in my career, I'd look at this shit and I say, okay, she's got this injury, but she can't tell me where the injury came from other than he did it. Is that PC? I would say no, but somebody else may say yes. With that line of thinking, I can kind of understand. All right, hold on a second. We didn't actually witness this. Maybe there, as long as there's not safety issues, maybe this, you know, I can kind of see with the court and how these other states are thinking like, well, this is not the cop didn't, didn't see it. They can't, you know, make a proper determination, right? I can kind of see it. But the problem is, is with straight up laws like that, as you were saying, it takes away officer discretion. And then we work in the gray. There's no black and white. There's always these little circumstances that would make you make, you know, a reasonable decision. And what's reasonable to me may not be reasonable to my supervisor, might not be reasonable to my partner. Again, kids, this is why police work can be difficult and why you need common sense to do it. But it does yeah. it does open a lot of cans of worms for sure. There's a lot of interesting things to ponder about, which is my big word of the day. I yeah. felt like there was another topic you wanted to hit too that was unique to Idaho. Um, I will I'll look over the message and just kind of make sure. But while I'm looking over it, I just like to touch on the fact that you know during the last episode when um, your guest talked about how you know defense attorneys have hours to sit and you know I think as he put it you know two hours and a cup of coffee to yeah. sit and ponder about the case. I mean, that is one of those things where I think, again, like the, the courts may have looked at this specific case, you know, Clark the Idaho and said, no, well, it's, it's plain as day. We shouldn't be arresting on that. It's like, well, you're not in the heat of the moment. You know, you don't have, you know, the, the totality of the circumstances as we like to preach in law enforcement. It's a lot it's, harder than it looks, kids. Oh, the other thing that I, that I kind of mentioned in our messages was, um, you know, I, just for example, where wherever you worked, what was your, your citation amount, your fine amount for a seatbelt? Oh, um, to be honest with you, I was way too busy to deal with that shit. I don't <laughs> think I wrote a seatbelt ticket once in my fucking life. Oh yeah. No, I never have. I don't think I ever will unless it's for like some type of a, a grant for traffic safety, but actually that's uh, a lie. Um, if your kid's not in a fucking car seat, I'm writing you a ticket every fucking time. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's completely different in Idaho too. I mean, that's, if you're under the, if you fall under that then you deserve to get that, you know, that expensive ass fine. But you know, if you're just driving along and you don't have your seatbelts on one, it's a secondary offense. I can't stop you for not wearing a seatbelt. And two, yeah. And and two, even if I did want to stop you for something else and then write you that seatbelt citation, the state has just proven again that they don't care about it because it's only a $10 citation. (laughs) Cost, I mean, that, it costs you more in time to write it out in the paper it's on. Exactly. And that's like my buddy, he was coming back from, I think it was like New Mexico or something like that. And he was just passing through and he said he got a $300, you know, seatbelt citation. I'm like, that blows my mind. I mean, was, was he a cop? And he got it. Wait, hold on a second. Was your buddy a cop? 
no, no, he was just, he was just passing through on vacation. Dude, that's still a shitty move, man. It's probably some fucking New Mexico trooper. Yeah, you know, that's a trooper thing. They got their big Smokey the Bear hat on. They got to feel good about themselves. Yeah, man, this guy on vacation got a $300 fine. I'm helping. I'm helping. Yeah, I'm helping. Yeah. Yeah, as Ralph would say. Yes, they. Oh, oh, man. All right. So at this point in the episode, I would normally have a t shirt giveaway. I am a piece of shit. Um, well, it's not my fault. It's my my toddler's fault. He was kind of an asshole today. He didn't feel good. So I didn't get dick done. So I didn't message anybody. So I'm not doing a giveaway. But shortly, actually, maybe at the beginning of this episode, I may be given instructions how to nominate people for our next round of shirts to give away. So be looking for that to support your buddies. All right. Moving on to uh, other things. Are you ready to answer some fucking questions? Yes. Bring on the potatoes. Bring on. Yeah, that is exactly where we're going is bring on the potatoes because uh, there's quite a few potato jokes. And I'm just going to kind of hit them at random. They're not in order. I did want to give you shit before we moved on because you sent me a message this morning. And you're like, wait, dude, am I following up the fucking lawyer? Oh, man. <laughs> OK, you got a two year experience on the road versus, you know, following up this guy that has years of law experience and then now is a reserve. And I'm dude. That I'm going to say, like, I love every single episode. I've listened to every single episode. That one was by far my favorite. Just to hear his perspective on things, man, it was, I liked that episode a lot. And I think he, you know, he was articulate. He did, he answered questions great. He brought up a lot of great talking points. I, that guy was awesome. He was, dude. He definitely, he gave me a justice boner. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I do feel bad, though, because I was fucking sloshed by the end of that, you know, three hour odyssey. <laughs> and I was like, man, I feel like this would have been so much better if I could have stayed on point, but I was just gone at that point. So I will probably have that dude again because he was fucking great. So there'll probably be the uh, the Law Odyssey, a.k.a. Justice Boner Volume 2 at some point down the line. I look right. forward to it. Yeah, dude, that was fucking badass. All right. So let me, uh, if I can remember the password on my phone, I'm going to open up some questions. That's how professional I am, by the way, guys. I'm reading <laughs> off my phone. All right. So the first question we're going to start out with is, have you ever fought a Buffalo? Now I have an answer for it. I don't know what your answer is. I have not fought a, a Buffalo, but I have been to your mom's house. <laughs> <To them. laughs> I, I'm not going to be able to top that answer. That's Sorry, dude. I had to cut in because I've been saying that all day. <laughs> All day I've been no. getting on that. Um, I don't know if they're thinking of the correct state. I mean, I guess we have some part of Idaho that is in Yellowstone, but I mean, there's not buffaloes here. So, oh. no. <laughs> that brings up an interesting question. Isn't there some like little section of Yellowstone that's like between Idaho and Montana and Wyoming that nobody knows actually what state it's in and there's like no jurisdiction there and you could murder somebody because there's no laws? Yes, I'm not going to this. Like I did my own case law that I decided to bring up and not know jack shit about. But there is specific case law regarding that, and it includes like there's actually a new one right now that involves like um, Indian tribes and their hunting rights on federally protected lands. You know, vis-a-vis the Yellowstone National Forest. And yeah, there's there's this one section we even learned about it in post. I mean, it was like a five minute portion of law week where you can technically commit a crime in this portion of Yellowstone and no one knows whose fucking jurisdiction it is. I mean, could they not get a surveyor? So I think what ends up happening, if I remember correctly, is it ends up just follow 
following, geez, falling into federal jurisdiction and you get um, tried by a federal judge with a federal charge. Which is probably worse. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I wouldn't test it. All right. So the next question we got here is, and, and I usually, I try to let my guests answer first, but I got to answer first on this one too. Thoughts on legal 420. So you had, I'm good with telling you my thoughts on it, but like calling it 420 is like a fucking like douche move. Like it sounds like some like high schooler is like, Hey man, you want to get some 420? You're like, you're hurting your cause, man. Like if you want to show that stoners are like responsible people, rational people that you can have a normal conversation with. Come on, man. Come on. I bet this guy's wearing a weed shirt. As he wrote this question. Uh, yes, in his, in his own retired house, you know, in his great life where he gets to do whatever he wants now. Yeah, well, I'm, I don't even know if this fellow's a cop or not. Um, so, anyway, what are your thoughts on uh, marijuana being legal? Do you think it should or should not? I mean, if you want to get down to it, I don't really think that, you know, any drug should be illegal as long as you're doing it. The same as, like, alcohol, you know what I mean? I mean, as long as you're doing something without affecting other people's liberties, why should it be illegal? The government shouldn't be able to tell you what you can and cannot put in your body. However, with that being said, I think that there is a lot of crime that is associated with drugs specifically. And I will tell you right now, I've never met a single meth head that doesn't smoke marijuana. So, okay. So so I'm curious, because now I'm going to pick on you a little bit. So are you, as far as like libertarian goes, like, are you like everything should be legal, like Coke, meth, you know, X, everything should be legal? To be honest, I don't know how to answer that question, man. I mean, I think I'm young enough to where I've, you know, I mean, we all went to college, right? I mean, maybe not. I'm, I don't know. I, I'm, so I'm in the basement of my house doing a podcast. I obviously <laughs> didn't go to college, bro. Yeah. No, but I mean, you know, we've all had those experiences with drugs. I mean, maybe not everyone specifically, but we all know something about it, you know, especially being in the career that we're in. So we've all seen the, the negative sides that they can cause. So I mean, it's hard to say definitively. I mean, that's why I'm not a freaking lawyer or a judge or somebody that makes these types of decisions. I mean, it's, I think that drugs specifically, I mean, if you look at it from that point of view, like you're saying, it's hard to, to say, you know, what, where do we draw the line? I mean, look at Oregon right now. It's a shit show. But at the same time, I feel like it was a shit show before that too. You know what I mean? So I, I don't a know. lot and, of crime and, and this- is associated with it too. So you have to think about the totality of everything. I mean, when you legalize that, where do you start, you know, drawing the line for all laws, which is a huge freaking rabbit hole that we could get into. But I think marijuana, the back to the original question, marijuana, I'm not a huge, um, you know, I don't have my, my justice going around for that drug specifically. I mean, if, if you go, you know, for example, I went to a call one time where I went to a guy's house and I gave him a lecture about the weed that he was smoking in his house because I'm like, listen, you called me over to your house. You could at least be respectful enough to make that shit not be in front of your front door when I show up. Like, I don't care. You're in your own house. Do whatever you want, especially when it comes to weed. Um, but don't be that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I personally, and we're not going to go too far down this rabbit hole because it, you know, we could go on and on and on and on about it. Weed. I don't really care, you know again, people want to do what they want to do. And as far as like drugs go, I mean, it's probably quote unquote safer than a lot of them. However, I saw in my state in Colorado legalization brought in a ton of fucking problems, a ton of problems. 
Now, I don't know if those problems would have been, would have even existed if it was, you know, legal nationwide. And I don't know. I, I don't really care, but there's always, you know, cause and effect, right? Like there might be something I'm not thinking of or other people aren't thinking of. But what I saw with legalization of weed is, okay, now we have, we have these dispensaries, but they can't, you know, there's a, you know, they can't put money in certain banks and they hold on to money. And so those places, some of the most violent fucking takeover robberies you've ever seen occurred at those places. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the burglaries at those places and, Dude, people to this day in Colorado are fucking selling weed on the street and killing each other for weed over on the street, and it's still legal. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's hard to say really because we haven't had the perfect control group. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and I don't think we're ever going to. So in in all reality, I think that you know marijuana. I don't think any cop is really like, oh my god, like the devil's lettuce. I cannot believe that I have found someone with the weed. You know, I mean, it's in all reality, it's a great way to get you into a car. It's a great way to get you into a house. It is the perfect drug because of how easy it is to detect for everything that comes with it in most cases. You know what I mean? Like I said, I've never met a meth head in my life. I've not arrested a single meth head that has not had some type of marijuana paraphernalia with them. Yeah. And I, I, again, we could get the fucking rabbit hole way open there as far as, you know, it's the perfect thing to get into things when, you know, maybe that's, and I'm not dogging you, dude, but like, I, I could see people hearing that and saying, well, that's, that's not your fucking job as a cop. Well, I mean, it, it kind of is to investigate crimes and things like that. But if we're focusing on, you know, we have the smell of, you know, fucking marijuana, somebody's in their own fucking house, fucking smoking weed, who cares? Look, yeah, exactly. in this country, we have a huge alcohol problem. I'm drinking alcohol from a bottle right now. <laughs> alcohol is a fucking big problem in this country. And it, it kills people. It causes liver disease. It causes all kinds of fucking things that kill people early. Drunk driving. How many fucking people are killed in accidents, right? For sure. Alcohol. You could fucking make an, uh, an argument for prohibition, right? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely could. But people have the right, I think, within reason to do shit. And, sure. and that's where I differ a little bit with some of these harder drugs because I, I feel like for the most part, alcohol, you know, weed, you're a little more in, in control and things like that, where, you know, you get to some of this harder shit, you know, you're, you're dancing naked on the street. Well, you guys, you could do that with alcohol too, but I mean, you, you know, you've seen the tweakers that are fucking, that are lying out naked in the middle of the road. Like it's, it's more of a public health issue. And it's like, honestly, for their own safety. Right. And that's yeah. a fucking fine balance, right? Because I don't like saying I'm doing something for somebody's own safety, but, and that shit is going to kill you a whole lot fucking quicker. Oh, yeah. So, yep. you know, it, it's like everything is, is we, everything, every fucking facet of society, we always take things way too far um, or we don't do anything with them. So, you know, it, it's like, here's a weird fucking example. No, nah, I'm not going to even get into that. That's not <laughs> but there's all kinds of vices in our world. Porn. People fucking, you know, porn addiction's a fucking thing. I right. do. Not to fucking get on my high horse, dude. Don't get me wrong, man. You've heard me fucking joke about Reddit. I know it goes on. But yep. there's people that fucking have porn addiction because it, it's on, like, it fucking, and I'm not a fucking science guy, and I don't know all the big words, but it gets in your brain. It's not good for you, right? It, it, yeah. So there's so much to it, and it's so broad. But at the end of the day, if people are doing things responsibly in their own home, like anything in this fucking world, who gives a fuck? It's when we have problems, when 
you know, outside of the home is where it causes all these other things. But really, we went into a rabbit hole. But legal weed, yeah. I don't know who gives a fuck. But but it has to be like I would say it has to be everywhere. I don't, that's just me though. Yeah, and, and as a cop, like especially in, in depending on where you work, I mean, there's really more important things to be doing. Now, if you got some fucking guy, you know, selling weed to to kids or, or whatever, and, and depending on circumstances, more it's again circumstantial, right? What what are they doing with the weed? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. On to bigger and maybe better things. <laughs> I can't really ask you this um, because you are one, but. Uh, this fella asked for any rookie officer tips. Do you have any tips for a rookie officer? Um, so I would say just like if it's specifically to, well, I guess it couldn't, you know, not just specifically to Idaho, but the biggest thing, man, is, and I can say it because I've been with groups of FTOs. Um, you know, when I was on my first department, I was with the group. One, you, you kind of have to have, you know, that sick sense of humor and, the ability to just kind of go with shit. You know, you're, you're going to get paired with an FTO that you don't fucking like, and you don't like the way that they do shit. You don't like the way they do the reports. Guess what? You're going to have to fucking do it that way. So do it. You know, um, the biggest thing, as far as like my own example or own experience goes, um, just be that easygoing guy that has the say yes attitude. I mean, when it comes to somebody asking you to go do something for them, just go do it. It'll go a long ways. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm going to go off a little bit. I'll try and keep it within a reason though. Cause I, I have two kind of thoughts on, on what you said, as far as like being an FTO and training and stuff like that, it, part of it is sit down and shut up. Right. For sure. You don't know everything. And if you're telling your FTO, well, this is what I learned in the Academy. It's not going to go over very well. Now you can take the knowledge learned in the Academy and you can, you know, because the FTO is going to ask you, hey, why did you do this? And you can explain yourself. Don't fucking argue with your FTO. You're not going to win that argument. You're not smarter than your FTO. Now, maybe there's that rare circumstance where you're right. I'm not, you know, and this, this is a tricky subject, but there is also standing up for what's right. I mean, obviously, you know, if your FTO does some, says something where you're like, Oh, that is, that is bad. Like that's a fourth minute violation or, or whatever. Right. There, there's a definitely a time and place to speak up. So I'm using that as like a little caveat, a little asterisk, but yeah, I would see so many in, in the few times that I helped out with FTO and, and most of the people that rode with me were pretty good, but like they would say some shit. And I was like, hold on buckaroo. You've been in this car for three minutes. You don't know fucking dick. So be humble about your experience. The other part I will put in is, is once you've been on the road for, you know, you're out of FTO a month, a week, six months, a year, still be humble and don't think you're better than, you know, the newer guys in front of you. Like, oh, there's a new class of guys. I'm fucking, I'm out of the wind. Like you're still the fucking new guy. And in my experience or in my purview, fucking go out and do the extra work and prove yourself. Don't sit back. Yep. You know, go out and, you know, you want to earn the respect of the guys. The guys don't respect you. Do something respectable. Go take one of their calls. Like I'm old school in that fucking thinking, like go out there and, you know, fucking put in your work. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like the old saying with knee pads, you know what I mean? Like every time when you go do your, your daily observation report, you know, go put on the knee pads. Oh, I wouldn't do that, but <laughs> 
Well, not yeah. literally. I mean, you know, there's plenty of laws about that. But no, yeah. I mean, sexual harassment exactly. doesn't happen anywhere. That's a fucking myth. But so, uh, yeah, never. No, nah, man. I think, and I think you just said it best. You know, sit down, shut up, take it in, because guys that are FTOs, whether they've been, you know, I mean, shit, I've seen FT, I've had FTOs that were on the road for two years. I've also had that FTO that's a crusty old veteran that's been on for 15 years and he has zero desire to make any traffic stops throughout any shift. He just doesn't care anymore. You know what I mean? But you can take something away positive from each of those people and you can create something in your own mindset and in your, your own way that you do things, the, own, you know, the way you operate. You can find something good out of every single FTO. And I would take the best thing. Like I had a list of every single FTO of things that one, I would ask that question, that specific question to every single FTO. I would get their answer. I would write it down Two, every single FTO that did something that I was like, that's fucking awesome. I would write that shit down. That's just the way that I learned things. And it's the way that I remember things. But I can tell you right now, there's simple things that I do on a day-to-day basis, whether it's during a traffic stop or just driving around that I have learned from somebody else. There's not a single thing that I do, like, you know, tactically speaking, when it comes to a call that I have not learned from somebody else. So whether you know it or not, you're going to end up following into some footsteps. Just make sure you know which ones you're following. And I would make it a point to make it be the best points that you've had from each FTO. Yeah, I would think of it like this. You were, as a cop, you're kind of Frankenstein from other cops. And exactly. this, this goes beyond your FTOs too, because, you know, even five, six, seven, eight years, you might see something that you didn't know or see somebody do something like really good. Fuck, I need to do that. That's yep. a good thing to do. So you're going to be different parts of you are going to be a fucking Frankenstein. So just pick out good parts. Exactly. Yep. And pick out the biggest dong because girls like big ones. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you're not walking around with a giant cock strap on, showing off that bulge, then you're not doing it right. You know, that's right. And the super tight shirts. All right. Exactly. This is not a question, more of a statement. And I'm sure you'll agree. Idaho is full. Yeah. Stay the fuck out. No vacancy. Yeah. Now he does say that, except when he retires, he wants to go back home. But yeah, I've heard. Uh, yeah, we kind of talked about it before, but it sounds like Iowa's Iowa. Um, Idaho is turning into basically one of these other states, <clears throat> Colorado, that's been overrun with people from other states that are basically ruining the ideals of what that state was. Yeah. I mean, we in Idaho view Idaho like most cops view policing. And I hate to admit it, but Idaho is dying. And I refuse to have my mindset of the job is dead or our state is dead. So we're going to keep hanging in there. Um, hopefully we'll get some um, you know, California conservatives to realize that they're still fucking liberal and their shit ain't going to fly here. That brings up an interesting, interesting topic. I had a dude that he came from Texas. And so this is when I was still in Colorado. And when you think of Texas, you fucking think like red of the red. Well, I hate to say it, folks, it's going to be a purple state. But he said, you know, in Texas, I thought I was, you know, I was liberal, right? And then he's like, I got out to Colorado and I'm like, I'm fucking conservative here. <laughs> so it is, it's interesting, right? What different states oh, yeah. have different values. So, yeah, I mean, maybe it's just the way that people are brought up in each state, but I mean, like I was talking to a, a gentleman the other weekend in an out of, out of state trip that I was on and um, he was from California and I was talking to him about, you know, when I was in high school, we had hunting week, like our school had so many students that were missing school 
that they just said, fuck it, just take the week off and go hunting, you know? That's badass. Yeah, I mean, it was great. I don't know if that school district still does that type of thing because it's grown substantially since then, but it was awesome. I loved growing up in it. So this is, um, I'm going to fucking butcher the name of this place, but buddy of mine is trying to move to Corte de Leon? 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 Corte Lane. Wow, I made that way more difficult. <laughs> Dude, my brother, he was out here and he's like, you're fucking dumbass on your podcast. You just pronounced everything. And I'm like, I know. But the place that we just talked about. Yes. I'm not going to try and pronounce it again because looking at it hurts my eyes. Is that a, a place worth looking into? Do you know? Um, I have no idea as far as like, like, are you talking specifically about law enforcement? I'm assuming. I assume he is. He wasn't specific on there, but. Gotcha. Um. You know, like I said before, Idaho's full, but at the same time, you know, my fellow Idahoans are going to hate me, but Idaho's a great place to live, man. Um, I don't think you could choose really a bad spot unless you chose downtown Boise. Okay. But as far as policing goes, I don't know. I really have no clue about Northern Idaho. Um, I know that for a while there, Northern Idaho used to be where all of the state shootings used to come out of, but anymore it's, it's, you know, pick and choose. Okay. I'm going to answer the next one for you. Sorry. I'm, I'm really being, uh, a Karen on this episode, but <laughs> the question is, is are there red light cameras in Idaho Falls? My answer to you is don't run red lights and you will not need to find out. So very important question here. I believe this may be the first potato question. How many potato related crimes happen? Oh boy. Um, you know, I mean, it's Idaho. So everything that we do involves a potato. I've actually been on a battery call and I probably have a picture of the call notes somewhere, but a battery call where a guy was battered with an, uh, with a fucking potato and in the call notes, it just says an Idaho potato. And I thought that was the funniest thing ever. Um, but no, and realistically nothing happens with potatoes. We don't even really have that many potato farms unless you're in Eastern Idaho. Okay. But so, that is my goal now to batter somebody with a potato while in Idaho. So, all right. So let's talk about potatoes now, because that's super important and relevant to police work really more about Idaho though, or Idaho. So, Lay out the geography of Idaho because basically it's like kind of that long leg sticking out and then it's like kind of fat at the bottom. Yeah. So you've got the thin, tiny strip that kind of widens as it goes south. And then as you get south, it stretches underneath and caresses. Have you, I mean, everyone's seen the picture by now of Joe Biden sniffing Idaho and uh, Joe Biden is Montana. That may just be a Idaho meme. I've not, not seen Oh, it. man. So it's the way it's pictured is it's just but you I, I can see it like once you said oh, yeah. it i'm like oh yeah i see that yeah yep and it looks like montana is joe biden sniffing idaho like you know so uh, but anyways idaho goes south and then back east and kind of goes underneath and caresses montana it's kind of it's wider and longer at the bottom and thinner at the top <sighs> using all of my strength now <laughs> okay that's what she said um <laughs> all right so but what about the terrain is idaho i think of it as like a mountainous state i assume yeah. like the west half is mountains and then the east is like kind of more plains it's it's everything everywhere i mean it's a high desert so you go from plains to steep mountains in a matter of miles yeah okay okay all right i'll need i need to visit idaho someday yeah, uh, like southern the only real difference is like southern compared to northern um when you start getting to northern Idaho, you start getting higher altitudes and you start getting more of like, 
you know, treescapes with, you know, pines and firs and aspens, quakies, all that stuff. But in Southern Idaho, it's like, you know, sagebrush and cheatgrass and, you know, des- more of that high desert kind of. Okay. So I w- have you ever been to like South Dakota? That's kind of what I would picture Idaho as. Yeah. I mean, portions of Idaho do look like that where they have the, you know, just the nothing barren flat bull crap. Okay. Okay. Without oil rigs, obviously. Without what? The, the oil rigs and, you know, the oil. Oh, yeah. And- yeah. All right. So there's another of the same exact question. Uh, how many Idaho cops are just ex-California cops? Dude, this is, this hits because it's very accurate. There's cops that A, didn't make it in California, move here. I, I don't know what it is about California, man, but they love coming to Idaho. Like so many of my friends growing up, looking back at it and, you know, the people that I meet now, they're new to Idaho. I'm like, oh, where'd you guys come from? And then they say it. And, they're, and what's funny is they know because they're always reluctant to say. <laughs> they're like, we're from the good part of California, I swear. I'm like, there isn't one, but that's okay. Um, no, there is. Yeah, no, I mean, if you, if you look at election maps, you can see there's some good counties. But anyway, go on. No, you're, I'm, I'm totally, you know, I'm one of my best friends is from Northern California. And I've gone back and visited his family there. And, you know, it's, it's definitely night and day difference between the liberal part of California. Um, but there's a lot of cops that I actually work with personally that came from um, California and whether they have worked there, like I said, or they just went through the Academy there or like, you know, their family was law enforcement in California. Then they move here and they become law enforcement, but there's, there's quite a few, um, I will never forget one thing that made me super proud to be from Idaho was when I was like my very, I think I want to say it was like my second ride along. And I rode with Boise police department, which, you know, it's BPD. So it's like the most liberal department. You know, I I knew nothing great was going to happen because if somebody ran, we were just going to call it off, but it's, it's a good experience. You know, you should go ride with those bigger departments and see the kind of bull crap calls that they have to deal with as well. But this guy was from California and he told me that the biggest thing that was hardest, you know, the hardest adjustment for him to make was, going from people flipping him off every single time he passed a car to every single person waving at him. And that just, again, goes back to what we talked to before or talked about before where, you know, small town, Idaho, you know, everyone's supportive of law enforcement here. So even in Boise, he had that same ideology and it. It was awesome for me to hear that, you know, that no matter where you go in Idaho, you're going to be loved. Um, you're going to be hated too. That's just the nature of the job, but I mean, it's, it sounds like there's a lot of support for law enforcement in Idaho. For sure, man. I mean, it's, if I had to put like a percentage, I would say it's like 90, 10, way more people here appreciate and care about law enforcement than they hate it. And there is like a small portion in there that probably understands it as like a necessary evil. And that's just the way that they were raised, which is unfortunate for them. But to answer, you know, back to the main question, there is a shit ton of cops here that are just from California. All right. In your opinion, as uh, being a native Idahoan, emphasis on ho. Exactly. What is the best style to serve potatoes dude it's you can't go wrong it's a potato like scalloped potatoes mashed potatoes baked potatoes my personal favorite is i've got to tell you i'm so fucking mad that you stopped because i thought we were gonna have a forrest gump moment here but go on (laughs) we got all kinds of shrimp we got all kinds of shrimp dude that was actually pretty good that was a really good forrest gump Oh, dude, I've been doing that since I was a little kid. That was like the best movie growing up. Fuck. But no, man. You that got movie, every time I think about that movie, it like, it angers me. What I mean, obviously, Jenny had it a little rough growing up, but it angers me what she did to the poor Forrest. But 
and Little Forest. That's what people always forget about. Yeah, me. they always great. forget about Little Forest. Yeah. Is he like he's me? He's not like me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. I interrupted you. Uh, tell us the best way to serve potatoes. That's what, I don't think you can go wrong, man. I mean, even with mashed potatoes, there's so many different ways that people make them here. Like, yeah. you know, you have cheesy mashed potatoes. You have cream cheese mashed potatoes. You've got, you know, people throw fucking, you know, shrimp in with mashed potatoes. <laughs> um, but, you know, fries. There's so many things that are potatoes. Like, I, to me, you can't go wrong with potatoes. You can cook it any which way you're going to like it unless you're, you know. Unless you're a commie. Yeah, unless you're just wrong. But, yeah. you know, vodkas, to, you know, any any type of vegetable that you can make into a liquor is A-OK with me. God bless Idaho. <laughs> yeah, there's honestly, like, not many forms of potato. I mean, I would pretty much eat every form of potato. Yeah, potato chips, dude. Like, you, you just, you can't go wrong. I would say everyone's got their favorite. Do all potatoes come from Idaho or is there another state where potatoes grow? No, nah, man. If you get one of those big fuckers, that's from Idaho. If you get one of those small ones, that's probably from some stupid state like Oregon or something. Okay. So Oregon has small ones and Idaho yeah. has big ones. Exactly. We got those big russets. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you eat potatoes all day? Pretty much, man. Uh, and I think that's just like an American thing. I don't think that's just Idaho, right? Everyone eats potatoes for every meal, right? That's not just us. Every single meal. All right. Uh, <laughs> is the state turning purple? And if so, do you see those changes at work? Um, you know, it's kind of hard to say just because Idaho is one of those states where you could fit the entire population of New York City in Idaho. You know what I mean? Like, and unfortunately, the mass majority, you know, the, the vast majority if my dyslexia would not fuck me up. Um, the vast majority of liberals, um, you know, in, in this state are, I would say they're diluted into one area. So the problem is going to be where that one area happens to be the most, you know, it's the highest in population. It's going to be if, you know, the rest of the state can make up for that one city's, you know, popular vote or, you know, however, that city swings this year versus next year or the next four years. Cause it changes drastically. I mean, Boise used to be like any other city in Idaho, you know, and, and people used to love the Broncos, but now like Boise state, man, people hate Boise state because all it's brought is more people from California. I, I always think of the fucking blue fields, man. It's wild. Oh yeah, man. Played on that turf. Did you? It's yeah. Every like, yeah, every little kid plays on that turf and optimist or little league or whatever football they want to call it. But you know, peewee leagues. That's badass. Hell yeah, um, dude. I was blown away. I don't think this will give my, my area away, but there's like a very, very minor league baseball team here. Or not in the city I live in, but near, very nearby. And I happen to yeah. get it that way. And I was looking at it, and I'm like, it's, it's not fucking gated off. I wanted to go fucking play some ball on that field on an off day. I don't think anybody would give a shit. It's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah Where, so that know, was another cool thing, man. Boise has the Boise Hawks, which is the single-A affiliate for the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. I actually just went to Colorado recently and went to a Rockies game, and I freaking love that stadium. It Dude, is. Coors Field, I'm getting goosebumps because as much as I fucking despise Colorado now, Coors Field is one of the greatest fucking places on earth, and that oh, yeah. ballpark is fucking unbeatable, man. It is oh, yeah. a I mean, fucking great ballpark. Yeah, and even with, like, their team not being 
super great this year. And, you know, they, they're, <laughs> they're I mean, they, they won the day I went, but yeah, I mean, they win some days, but you know, some days they would, they lose to the, the diamondbacks in an embarrassing, in embarrassing fashion, but that'll happen. that's, that's every club though. And that's baseball. You've got a, that is a neat, that is a neat thing about baseball is fuck. I don't even know who's good this year. I haven't paid any attention, but like the fucking Dodgers could fucking come in the course field and we could fucking smoke them 12 to one, one game. Yep. You know, that's baseball. Baseball's fucking wild ass game. Oh yeah. I love it, man. But no, I honestly though, like uh, Boise's got a minor league affiliate for them. And um, I've played on that field when I went to Boise state and it's just, it's cool to grow up in a place like that where, you know, it's, it's so small on a national level, but here it's so big. And it's, it's, it's like, for instance, you never know who you're going to see at those games because the Boise Hawks used to be an affiliate for the Cubs. So guys like Josh Donaldson, um, back in the day, back in the Dizzy, Dontrell Willis, the D train. Dontrell was fucking badass, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. He was one of my fucking guys. ball player, favorite ball players, dude. I fucking love that guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I used to love Don when I was a little kid, I used to try and like, you know, emulate that and then peg some kid right in the ear hole, but yeah, fuck him. Yeah. Baseball. Dude, he could fucking hit a little bit too, huh? The old D train. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He was hitting bombs, man. He was one of those like first pitchers who raked. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he, he was a left man. Yeah. I know he was a righty. I lied. I don't know. He's what yeah, I like that. Video. He's but anyways, those guys, those guys played at Boise Hawks. Like I've seen them play which is crazy because when I seen them play, there were a bunch of nobodies and now they're all big names, you know? So it's cool to have a place like that. Yeah. That there is uh there is something to be said for fucking any minor league sport, man. Those, some of that's pretty badass. And then you see somebody yeah. go up and kick some ass down the line. Yeah. Same with hockey. You know, we've got the, the Idaho Steelheads and they're an affiliate with the Dallas, what are they, the stars or. Oh, fuck Dallas. I mean, um, I agree. I don't like anything about Dallas. That's why I've never cared to learn about it. But yeah, I, know, I, do I heard once. I heard Debbie did it. I did hear that. You heard what? The, that you that might be beyond you. You're a young pup. There's like a very <laughs> famous porn called Debbie Does Dallas. Oh no! I, okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's, <laughs> okay. let's move on from that. Uh, where were we? Somebody asked if the pickle whiskey was good. Obviously, you don't listen to my podcast, so we're gonna move on from that. On fucking embarrassing, fucking embarrassing, fucking embarrassing, fucking embarrassing. Um, fucking smelt. Um, on a scale of one to California, how much do you hate the newest residents? Dude, listen, I was never raised to hate people. I am. A man of God, and I am sinless. But goddamn Californians, man. I'm joking. It's all jokes. I, I love people. I love seeing people's perspectives. I just wish that people would stop moving here and then bringing their ideologies. Like, you moved here because it's a great place. So stop coming here with your ideologies trying to make it where you just left. Yeah. Yep. You're That's my only gripe. I can't understand preaching to the choir man it was like a the people moving in from california were fucking an invading army of colorado yeah uh, it's, and that's the most frustrating it, part you know, yeah don't look look everybody can have different perspectives and different ways of things but these fucking people move to places and then change them to the places they move from that's fucked itself yeah, exactly all right uh the next question is potatoes question mark potatoes potatoes Potatoes? Potatoes. What Potatoes. is in Idaho? 
Um, what does fucking Idaho mean? Idaho, Utah, we all Idaho. No, but it has to have some meaning, right? Like I know Colorado is like derived from like a, a Spanish word or something for red, right? Yeah, I'm sure Idaho has something with. Um, so, like, I know Boise comes from French, Le Bois, the city of trees. Oui, oui, um, Boise. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, though, it's like something with, um, it's an Indian word. I know that. And I think it has something to do with gems because we are the gem state. Dude, but, I thought that was Arkansas. Arkansas is a gem state. It's like the only thing <laughs> That reminds me. Have you seen the videos on TikTok of this guy mocking these, like, 16 year olds that are saying they're going to go to college somewhere hold on a second did you just ask me if i've seen videos on tiktok well it's from tiktok but it's on multiple forms of social media i have not but okay it's hilarious it's it's just it's i'm sure other people other of the millions of listeners i'm sure someone has heard and knows what i'm talking about and they're probably laughing about it just thinking about it because it is it's the greatest thing these girls are like committing to a college and their commission video to that college they just sound inarticulate, you know, they're just, they're super thick Southern accents. And there's actually one of Boise and from Boise state, which by the way, big gripe, it's Boise, not Boise. If you're saying it with a Z, you're not from here. Wait, did I, so I say it wrong? I have no idea to be honest. I've probably had too much to drink to even realize if you said it wrong or not, but now see so you said it with a Z Boise. Boise. I'm Boise. Wee wee. I'm the land of fucking trees. I'm a French fucking cowboy. Wee wee. All right. Wee wee. Fucking white flag. All right. <laughs> Damn, dude. I was gonna go somewhere with the. No, I'm pretty sure Arkansas is the gem state. I feel like because yeah, I took a trip to Arkansas this year. I'll, I'll look it up right now. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, you fucking come on the show, and I'm expecting you to have answers. You cannot even fucking tell me. The meaning of your state. I just told you what it is. No, it's not. It's not the gem. It's not gems. I guarantee it's not. Yes, gems. it is. I look it up right now. I want you to look it up so you can apologize to me for this slander. I can not lie. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> what does Idaho mean? I spelled Idaho wrong. I spelled something wrong. That's weird. What does Idaho mean? And Native American. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I Native American for what? Okay, here's where you're wrong. Here's where you're wrong. Because it's about <laughs> context. It is gem of the mountains. Not the gem state where there's lots of gems here. Hold it's on. the gem <laughs> of the mountains. I.e., there's just... lots of mountains there and okay. they're very beautiful. So you're wrong. Okay. I am right. Bow down. No, 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 no. Listen, also, now search the gem state and see what pops up. Probably your mom. <laughs> okay, you're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, then what's Arkansas? What is this? Like? I have no idea. Uh, all right, now I have to fucking know that. The. Gem state? Arkansas, the movie. Apparently, it's a movie. It's the natural state. Yeah. You know, a bunch of nudists. Yes, that is. By the way, you don't want you don't want that. Some of some of them folks in Arkansas. Um what's I okay, now I gotta see what's on their license plates because I swear to fuck it is 
this gem. I'm gonna look up a picture here. Okay, so there is a gem in the middle of like the numbers on their plates, but it says the oh, yeah. state on it. Yeah, I'm you can see that. how I could be confused as I've never been there before. But you yes, living yes. in Idaho, you didn't even fucking know the meaning. So we'll call it a split. I was close enough. I mean, enough. who would have thought this person, this person asking this question, it would have been a five minute discussion. All right. <laughs> I swear to God, the next person that asked me about the required basket weave on belts, I'm going to pistol whip. So I'm not answering that question again. No, no. Nope. It's been covered. Um, so that means every single fucking time I do and ask me anything, that's going to come up. Uh, here's the next question. Thinking of relocating from Metro Phoenix, any suggestions where to look in Idaho? Ah, man, that's such a, it's a very subjective question. Um, I mean, it just depends on what you're looking for. It's just like any other state. You're going to have your portions of the state that suck in your portions of the state that are great i mean you can go an hour's difference from one city and be in a completely different world so you just have to explore it man i mean there's i've worked with people that have come from different nations to idaho and some of them actually work in law enforcement with me and it was like you know the first city that they visited they they moved to and then they found out two months later hey i'd rather live like an hour away from here so just do your research figure out what you like about where you live um, or where you want to live, what your ideal place is, and then go find it. I mean, Idaho's got everything. Like I said, if you want to live in the desert, keep part of that Phoenix heat in the summer, which I'm, you know, it doesn't get up to 120, but it sure freaking feels like it. Um, or you have humidity so, up there or no? No, nope. It's completely dry. Okay. Um, the next question is how many potato? All potato. All potato. I like it. Um, all right, so this next question was like, I wrote it drunk. It's very poorly made. <laughs> but I'm going to read it as it's written, and then I'll try and decipher it. And it sucks too because part of the message was cut out because Instagram kind of sucks. Oh, no, it's all here. Do you see in a lot of agencies, once you are dislikes by admin, it's an all-out effort to get rid of you? All right, I guess reading it out like phonetically it makes a lot more sense. But I was like looking at it this afternoon. I'm like, what? Um, but all of like, it's basically like one word. Um, so I don't know if you can answer that. And if you've seen much drama with people, them wanting to people, people to leave. I, in my experience, there were guys that would basically for shits and giggles, they knew exactly where the edge was and they'd fucking teeter on it their whole career because they got off on fucking with admin which yeah. more power to them, but sometimes they would lose, you know, kind of focus on what was important and they get so drawn into that too. Um, yeah, for sure. And then you'd also see guys that um, really, I don't think we're really trying to do anything wrong and admin had a hard on for them and they would get rid of. Um, I've seen things where admin will fucking do anything they can to keep people and they fucking put IAs <laughs> on people. So yeah. they can't leave, which is fucked up too. Yeah. Um, dude, it's, I mean, there's all kinds of shit to do, but then I'd also see people say, oh man, ad admins out to get me. And it's like, well, you know, you, you did violate some of these rights. So I could see why they would have an issue with that and how that could make it problematic for you to be a cop. There's, it kind of runs the gamut. Um, 
and sorry, man, I'm going to step on your answer of that, but I, I've seen, I've seen all of it. I, I don't know if it's one way. I mean, there's, there's a reason a lot of my memes kind of lean towards brass because they're the problem. You know, there's yeah. not enough people in leadership positions and, and police departments that are doing the right thing for everybody. Yeah. I mean, there's, I would say as my answer, obviously first I'm very inexperienced. So I have not experienced any of these things firsthand except for I have seen agencies where a certain officer or deputy is disliked by everyone else, except for the admin's kind of, you know, out of tune. They kind of leave it to their own patrol. Like let's say, you know, they have a patrol captain or a patrol sergeant and they leave it up to him to kind of decide what his teams are. I have seen where other officers kind of group up on one person and collectively, even though this guy may be a great officer, he just may, you know, he just might not fit in. And these other people will go out of their way to try and make this guy either get fired or get replaced. As far as like admin themselves pushing people out, I, me personally, I've never seen it, but I'm sure it happens. You know, I mean, I know of um, just, you know, the other day I was talking with a guy about, you know, how when I transferred from a certain department that there was probably a dirt case on me as far as like a specific file that our police admin kept in case you left. So basically, and it's really fucked up and, you know, for my file, not so much because I, you know, I was there a year and a half, almost two years and there wasn't anything in my file to, that would, you know, make me not get a job somewhere else. But, you know, for example, you would have your, your file for this, the police, you know, for this, whatever department, police department, sheriff's office, whatever, you'll have this file. And then whatever admin person it is, whether it's your captain, lieutenant, chief of police, sheriff, whatever, they'll have their own separate file that when you transfer to somewhere else, they will send out the entire file, not just the one that's on, um, you know, that you can easily get from your, you know, HR or records personnel. And they will send the full file, which has observations from, you know, officer complaints, observations from, uh, you know, public complaints, things like that. And, and they'll send that entire file and it will make you look so much worse just because either A, they resent you leaving or B, they don't want you to leave. So they want you to not get that job. So you'll stay. Which again, me personally, I've never experienced that. That could be complete BS, but that is what I have heard. Yeah, it's unfortunately, um, there's, it, it sucks. Every faucet, facet, not faucet, every facet of life, there's fucking dirt bags playing games and, and making things in that they shouldn't be. Oh yeah. You know, again, it just fucking do what's right. Yeah. Yeah. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. All right. We're about to wrap up. I got uh, just a couple more questions for you. Uh, one, one's not a question. It's just a statement. Uh, he's from Idaho and he just wanted to say hi to another person from Idaho. Well, I appreciate that. Hello, fellow Idahoan. It's probably your mom. That's um, probably from freaking California pulling a sick joke. Sick joke, bud. Now, the last question that we're going to end on from the, the questions in here, do they need cops in Idaho? Is there a lot of openings or is it, you know, is, are they very competitive to get jobs out there? Um, I'll tell you right now, we need freaking jailers, man. That's one thing that I've noticed. Like our jails have a complete desperate need for employees that are willing to stay and stick it out until they're able to find a road position. As far as road positions go, I'd say it's just about like every other state. I mean, shit, if you're interested, just go look on the Idaho post website and they have job listings. You can go and look at it. Okay. Um, 
I mean, but it, it, so I, cause I would say, I guess it's not like, like it used to be, it was very competitive almost everywhere. I would say, pro, I would guess, and I'm just taking a guess, like places like Florida and Texas where people are, are fleeing to, I would start to think that those jobs are fucking hard to fill because they're actually easy to fill because there's so many people, but they're hard to get hired on where I would imagine places, um, other places, you know, where the job has essentially been killed, like Washington, Oregon, Colorado, mm-hmm. California, Illinois, mm-hmm. New York. Uh, sorry if I forgot anybody. They, they fucking can't get enough candidates. They can't fill positions because there's not enough people applying. So, yeah, I would say Idaho does not have that problem. We probably have more applicants than we do positions open. I'll leave it at that. Okay. All right. So we, we've come to very close to the end. We didn't get to the word of the day. Is there a word that you would like the people, even though I've still been disappointed, I'm going to try and keep this going because hopefully people are, are playing along, even if they can't send shit in, hopefully to make their life a little more entertaining. So a word that people can either sneak into their report or sneak in over the air or on, on calls. What is your word of the week? Um, let's see. What about why not potato? You know what? Let's stick with potato. I like I nonsense is good too, but I uh I'm man, I've been kind of a bully with this because the last guy I made him take my word, but yeah, you you definitely did. Uh or that was like two days, two guys ago. But yeah, I'm gonna be a bully to you too. Um yeah, we have to take advantage of the Idaho. Yeah, you got to. So potato. Potato is a good one. So let's get somehow sneak in potato. And uh, make make your local meme lord happy. All right, dude. So what imparting words of wisdom would you have on all the uh, millions and millions and potentially billions of people that are going to listen to this podcast? You know, the biggest thing that I've learned recently just from how things have shifted in Idaho as far as like, you know, law enforcement being put on a, a scale from, you know, when I grew up, everyone thought that nothing happened here. And you kind of grow up and you realize, oh, the media just kind of doesn't cover it. Um, but with that being said, I always grew up thinking that Idaho, I was never going to have the potential of being killed every single day on the job. The biggest thing that I cannot stress enough is to, to make sure that you're not complacent and to make sure that you keep up on training. There's no excuse to, to not be ready for something on your day-to-day job. You signed up for this. And if you're not ready for something to happen on your job, like me specifically, I run through every scenario in my head when I'm working, you just have to, cause you have to stay on that ball. And I hate, I'm, I'm, t- I'm sick and tired of seeing cops get killed, man. Well, and I, God, man, I hate to be a dick, but it's, man, it's going to keep happening. And it, yeah. you should do everything in your power to not be one of those people. But dude, I mean, you cannot, you know, if somebody snipes you, somebody fucking walks up on you, somebody ambushes you, you know, it's not like the action yep. movie where, you know, something's going to happen course. and you're going to, something's going to, be ready for everything. Now, I don't want everybody listening to the podcast where they're sitting in a parking lot fucking, you know, freak out like I did the second day yeah. of fucking FTO because I'd watched End of Watch the day before and I was fucking losing my mind. But just, yeah. you know, having the back of your head, man, just always be prepared. I, I, liked, I like what you had to say. I make a job. So, you know, I, I just, and I, I say it with a specific officer in mind, and this is kind of something to go on with that is if people have advice for you, just be receptive to it, you know, constrictive criticism, be able to take it. Cause I know that I've been hard on certain people that I work with and it, it came across in a violent way because we were on a, 
a hostile call and I yelled at them during the situation because it was a, you know, it was a volatile situation and I wasn't trying to make this person feel bad. And we talked about it afterwards, but man, I just, I don't want to go to another cop's funeral again. And when your tactics put your life and my life in danger, you need to be receptive to, to some feedback. Fair enough, dude. Well, I, uh, I thanks for your time, man. I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come and talk with me and the millions of people on the podcast. If, uh, course, yeah, dude, thanks, man. So if you want to support this podcast, you're going to listen to what I have to say. If you want to support it, there's a little link at the end of every single podcast that says support this podcast. It's basically like a Patreon, except you don't get anything, but I do. And <laughs> you get entertainment. Okay. Yeah. Just entertaining. I'm telling like I said in the last one, go get your mom's credit card. She'll fucking never know. Um, <laughs> you know, it's going to give me some, some lawsuit. Fucking I told somebody to use their mom's credit card. They're going to sue me. Also, I sell merch. Check it out if you're, you know, especially Christmas is coming around the corner. So you want to get a gift for uh, a cop or you want to treat yourself or treat your buddy. Go look at some of my poorly made merch. It may make your day. And last but not least, fucking take care of the people that are sponsoring this podcast. Because, you know, without money, I can't justify it. And I might have to go get a real job and nobody wants that. And but obviously, like I say, and I try to say brothers and sisters need help. Go fucking help them before you help me. I think that's it. I got no more uh, rambling to go. So you guys have a good, safe night. Be safe out there. Uh, remember, I love most of you. And bye-bye.